So first of all, it's generally going to be a giant pain in the neck. Um, <laughs> Why is that? So Wikip the Wikipedia community tends to be skeptical of new pages because so many people have created them for marketing or, or vanity purposes, and it's supposed to be an encyclopedia. Um, the other thing is Wikipedia has that notability standard that I mentioned, which requires you to have, you know, a certain number of profiles about you. But the challenge with Wikipedia is anything that you publish yourself or say about yourself is considered biased. That was Josh Green, and Josh is throwing down some truth bombs about Wikipedia and why we should not get drawn into the hype of being on Wikipedia. And he explains why. I learned a lot. And then after we learn to not worry so much about Wikipedia, he breaks down seven things to do instead to take control of your online reputation. And one of these seven things was a good reminder to me and something that I need to jump back on right away. So I think you will really like this episode with Josh. He tells you all the ins and outs about Wikipedia, how to get on it if you want to try, but I think after listening to what he's saying here, you may not want to try. So here's more with Josh Green. Ever wonder how some people seem to get a ton of media coverage and you don't? Welcome to Become a Media Maven, where TV reporter, host, and news contributor Christina Nicholson shares years of media experience to help you get the media attention you and your business deserve. And now, to help you master your media coverage, Christina Nicholson. Josh, welcome to Become a Media Maven. Thanks for having me on, Christina. I am excited to chat with you about all of the things, specifically Wikipedia. But before we get to the specifics of Wikipedia, I want to focus on a little bit broader online reputation stuff. I mean, obviously, it's important that we all invest in our online reputation. Like, that's what we all do whenever we want to know more. We just go and Google it. But how do people really take control of their online reputation? Because I feel like that's one of those things where... Some people are like, well, I can only control so much, but what do you suggest people do to really take control of this? And it's a great question because people oftentimes are unaware of how many things they do actually control about their online reputation. For many people, and I would guess many of the people listening to this, what people see when they Google you is, is really the start of your online reputation. And what I always advise people to do is take a look at um, how your website shows up, how your Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn pages or any other social media that you control are showing up in those Google results and make sure you tell a consistent story um, or have a consistent bio. If on Instagram I'm a, a photographer and if on Facebook I'm a uh, an accountant and if I'm something else uh, on my homepage, that, that's going to be a very different story than if that story is sort of consistently being told. And that's pretty easy for people to improve on their own without a whole lot of work. Got it. So you need to be consistent across all forms of media. So I guess this goes back to people just like niching down and focusing on one thing. But what if you do a few different things? Like, what do you suggest for those kinds of people? 
I would generally say just making sure you have um, consistent information in the right places and just don't let your identity be a default or I often see this on LinkedIn, people set up their bio 10 years ago when they joined and it isn't really relevant to what they're doing today. So um, there's certainly a lot of people that that have uh, hyphens in all the things you do and, and really the key to that is just being consistent or um, tailoring to a particular audience on a particular platform, but just making sure you're doing it consciously. Got it. And I see that too on LinkedIn. Like, especially with the pictures, a lot of people don't update their pictures for a very, very long time. And you can tell they're just like a 1990s headshot at JCPenney. <laughs> right. And it's, it's uh, you know, a, a lot of these things are not big dollar fixes. It's just taking a little time to see um, how things look through the eyes of someone who's just meeting you for the first time. Got it. And then are there any tools specifically that are considered most important or ones that we should focus on to manage our online reputation? I think that sometimes we can overcomplicate it. A lot of the platforms have really good tools built in um, that, that people just don't know about or don't use. Like LinkedIn has a good tool um, to update the header um, behind your picture and a lot of people, even even people who are, you know, their presence is essentially their business, um, maybe haven't put the time and energy into thinking about how that represents uh, them, especially given, you know, LinkedIn or Facebook or, or Twitter or, or Instagram all have tools that will really help you um, spruce up your online presence. I mean, there are things like um, Canva that do a really good job of sizing images and and uh, making sure things are lined up the right way. Um, but but often the best uh, tool is just some of your time to to look at it and and tinker a little bit. I'm obsessed with Canva. Canva is like I use it almost every day. I love Canva so much. yeah, it's it's a super helpful tool. Let's talk about Wikipedia because that is something that I get asked a lot by people, specifically some clients. And I feel like Wikipedia is like this big mystery to a lot of people. So break down why we should or should not be on Wikipedia, what Wikipedia is, just like give me a quick crash course in Wikipedia and why it's important. The idea behind Wikipedia is that you've got a crowdsourced encyclopedia of all the world's knowledge. Um, the downside of that is the words crowdsourced in there. You have all the flaws and benefits of people when they get together and aggregate online. So there are many, many debates about what should and shouldn't be in uh, the world's encyclopedia. And that's often where people run into trouble because Wikipedia has a notability standard for getting your own page that is completely different than anyone's English language understanding of the word notability um, and is considerably more difficult. And that causes a lot of confusion and annoyance for people um, if they're um, wondering why there isn't a page for them or their company. And we can talk about a couple quick things you can do even if you don't have your own page to, to um, contribute to Wikipedia. Um, but I think a lot of what people see and, and have issues with is 
oftentimes content on Wikipedia will change and it'll sometimes seem like it's changing for arbitrary or random reasons or maybe not being as accurate as uh, someone might like. And a lot of times that's due to a many, many, many obscure rules on Wikipedia that sort of are, are the exact opposite of what someone with a, a marketing background might do or B, um, just if you have 10,000 people, some of them are gonna have very strong opinions about certain topics, and those can impact how your page is, is in fact showing up on Wikipedia. So Wikipedia, it's kind of like the blue check mark on Instagram, but it can get complicated because anybody can go in there and say anything, right? Or is there like a process? Like it's crowdsourced, but there are some rules around it. But then it is like has this prestigious appearance. It's kind of weird. It is. Um, there are a, a lot of checks and balances within Wikipedia in terms of editing. So um, one of the sort of uh, running commentaries or, or jokes is it often seems like it's the encyclopedia that anyone can edit except me um, when people run into there. There are all sorts of bots that will revert if you try and put up copyrighted information. If you try and you know vandalize a page, it often will get reverted very, very quickly because um, the people who contribute to Wikipedia have also put a lot of time and thought into the editing process. So it it is um, usually pretty stable and big changes to pages get debated on the, the talk pages. Um, so there is a pretty good system of, of checks and balances, but people can go in and edit it. So um, it's sort of odd having an encyclopedia that's in many ways, the definitive word on something because it's it's in Google multiple times um, for any search result. Um, but at the same time, what it does do is it takes some of the um, secrecy out of the older version of generating an encyclopedia. The people who you know were writing Encyclopedia Britannica in the 1980s probably had their own thoughts and biases that they were bringing to the table, but you didn't really get any sort of view behind the scenes to understand that. Um, flawed as it might be, you do get to see you know transparently all the editing that's ever happening on Wikipedia, um, which does you know, sort of provide some sunlight in terms of how pages are getting to where they're getting. So if I have a client who wants to be on Wikipedia, he wants to build his personal brand and he wants his own Wikipedia page, what does he need to get there? So first of all, it's generally going to be a giant pain in the neck. Um, <laughs> Why is that? So the Wikipedia community tends to be skeptical of new pages because so many people have created them for marketing or, or vanity purposes, and it's supposed to be an encyclopedia. Um, the other thing is Wikipedia has that notability standard that I mentioned, which requires you to have you know, a certain number of profiles about you. But the challenge with Wikipedia is anything that you publish yourself or say about yourself is considered biased. I could announce that I, um, you know, founded Paw Patrol and, and put it on my blog, but that wouldn't necessarily uh, 
um, make it true. So you need a third party, a news source to do a profile on this person and that profile not to be interviewing them because again, people are assumed to be self-interested. So that's a real challenge when you have people who've you know, been on television hundreds and hundreds of times, but there hasn't been a lot um, published about them from a third party objective perspective. Um, and you need to have that in fairly well-known uh, news sources. So um, that tends to trip up um, a lot of people because um, especially if you're someone running a business or a CEO, you probably view yourself as notable and you may very well be new, notable in the colloquial term, um, but the, the Wikipedia definition tends to have a much higher bar to get over. Interesting. So you need traditional media about you where you were not interviewed. Right, which is challenging because most of the time if a reporter was going to do a story on you, they'd probably call you and have some questions. Um, you know, it's sort of the difference between a biography and an autobiography. You could quote the biography, you can't quote the autobiography. Got it. You know, it's very similar to when you are requesting verification on social media. I know something that really sets people apart is you have to have earned traditional media. Now, they don't go down the rabbit hole of were you interviewed or not interviewed. You just need to show earned traditional media like they don't care about podcasts or YouTube. It's like the hard news stuff. Um, OK, very interesting. Now, say maybe you have that which I understand it's it's tricky to have that, then what do you do? Because I've never heard of or seen like apply for a Wikipedia page here. So like, how do you go about that? Because some people, I really think they want it just for vanity, just for maybe SEO. You can ask Alexa who I am and she'll tell you because it's on Wikipedia. But like, how would you actually physically get it there? So the amusing part of this process is theoretically someone who's a Wikipedia editor already will decide that they think you should have a page, write a page about you, and submit it through the articles for creation process where it gets reviewed. So the idea behind Wikipedia the sort of official viewpoint is, well, if you're supposed to have a page, someone on the internet will eventually create one about you and it will go through this approval process. Given most people are generally pretty impatient and don't want to wait for the internet at large to perhaps decide to write one for them, there are a lot of people who either try and write it themselves or, or pay someone to write it for them, and that usually goes poorly. Um, it's, it's sort of like the, if you, it, it's one of these, if you have to ask, you're probably going to have a hard time with it. Like if you say to Instagram, Hey, I want to be verified. They're probably going to be like, well, you would be verified if you were famous already, but we're not going to do it just because you ask. And Wikipedia, um, challengingly has sort of that, um, you know, catch 22 dynamic to it. So is that why sometimes pages will be published and then they'll get deleted? Yeah, um, pages can get nominated for deletion. And then there's like a two week comment period where people can weigh in 
on, you know, here's why it should be deleted or here's why it should stay. And oftentimes you'll see, you know, entrepreneurs pay someone to put up a page, it'll get nominated for deletion and there's no one to defend it. So regardless of whether it's it's notable or not under the Wikipedia definition, you know, if no one defends it and a bunch of people say delete, it tends to get deleted um, even without getting into the is it a useful page for Wikipedia or not. Interesting. Okay, so then what do you say, just wrapping up this Wikipedia situation, what do you say to people who want to be on, like, what should I tell my clients? We're like, can you get me a Wikipedia page? Like, what do, what do we say to those people? Um, I mean, I generally would say no. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, it, it, it tends to be very frustrating. Um, people, it, it's um, in many ways bad client alignment because the client believes they're notable and they should have a page and therefore it should be easy and should not take much time or money or effort. And in reality, um, it will take a lot of time and effort and it tends to be, you know, at best a 50-50 shot of a page sticking. So uh, most people have trouble hearing that something's a 50-50 shot and then accepting that um, a bad result can happen through nobody's fault. Um, so my general advice tends to be, if you're an expert in your field, there's probably thought leadership that you're doing that could contribute to um, you know, the, the Wikipedia page on business process automation. You're, you may not be uh, uh, famous enough to have your own Wikipedia page, but there's probably some thought leadership that could help on a, a category that you're in um, that could be uh, a presence on Wikipedia if it's something you want to take a look at. Um, and oftentimes people find that um, you know, helpful or something that's useful if that's what they're looking to do with Wikipedia. Oh, I think that's a great suggestion. Instead of your own page, maybe get a mention on another page. That's about something a little bit bigger. Okay, cool. So that's Wikipedia, but you do a whole lot of other stuff when it comes to helping people with their online reputation, SEO reviews, different things in Google. So do you just have some tips on what people could do? Say they just want to build their digital footprint when you Google their name, they want to be front and center with all kinds of positivity. Now that we know Wikipedia may not be the best way to go, what are some other things that people could keep in mind? I'd say the first is what we discussed earlier. Look at how your biography appears on the different uh, sites that you control that are showing up on the first page. Um, the second thing that oftentimes people overlook is you can run AdWords pretty inexpensively on just your brand name or your individual name, and that gives you seven lines of text in Google right at the top of the page as an ad um, that you can say whatever you want about yourself. So that can be pretty helpful in terms of um, sort of positivity and telling your story the way you want to tell it. And then the other thing is I would take a look at things like um, your images that are showing up. And oftentimes if you um, have a big, say, Twitter presence, that's going to show up on your search results as well. Um, and that can do wonders for people searching on you, sort of seeing your thought leadership um, 
as you're as you're demonstrating it on a daily basis. Um, and then I think finally, <clears throat> there's um, a lot of opportunity when you're um, an expert sharing your knowledge in terms of press that that does a lot for your SEO, even if you're not consciously thinking about it. So um, a lot of times I'll, I'll tell people um, that if they keep doing what they're doing to build their business, to get awareness out and to get press, whatever that means to them, it might be industry trade publications, it, it might be TV, it might be other things. Those things will all sort of help your SEO, even if you don't really know anything technical on the, the SEO side of things. Yeah, no, 100%. I preach that to my clients as well. I mean, I know sometimes when I Google myself, I'll see episodes of podcasts that I was on back in the day. Not necessarily my podcast, but that's what I see when I search myself. It's those other media outlets that I've been on. Um, so let's go through these. Number one, be consistent with your bios and social media. So we all know it's the same person, same bio, same thing. Um, some people also say use the same profile image in all of them, just so it's consistent. You know, it's the same person. And then number two, I have a question about this running AdWords and express inexpensively on your brand name and business name. You can, is that like just to control the narrative? You get that line of text at the top. You can say whatever you want about the, yourself. That's just controlling the narrative. Because if people are Googling you or your business name, they're going to find you. But that's more so just to be like, hey, this is me. This is what I do. Before you see anything else below this, I want you to know this first. Yes. And if you, you know, Google yourself and you're like, this tells the story of who I am. It makes it clear what people ought to do if they want to, you know, work with me. You may not need to do that. But if you're like, I could use some more space to tell my story, that can be really powerful. Um, and, and one uh, final tiny tip, um, if under your bio on the right side of the page, it says claim your knowledge panel, definitely do that. It gives you more control over what's showing up about you. Um, in the, the right top side of Google as well. What does that mean, claim your knowledge panel? That lets you control sort of the facts that Google itself knows about you. And it will oftentimes let you add in um, links to your social, give you a little control over which images are showing up. It's basically a way to say to Google, hey, it's me, Christina Nicholson, um, and here's some of my official information. Um, you have to verify yourself using, you know, a driver's license or something like that, um, but definitely a good thing to do and free. Okay, good to know. Anything about Google My Business we should know about while we're on this topic? Yes, if you have physical business, you should definitely try and take advantage of it. Google gives it a, a big advantage in the search listings. Um, you know, and, and look at all the features. When they roll out new ones, they usually get a boost in the, the search rankings. So don't just do your hours of operation. You can answer questions, you can, you know, respond to reviews. Um, it can be a really powerful tool if you're a, a physical business with, with stores um, and, and you want to get information about it out. Do you think it helps you and your SEO if you're always updating, sharing pictures and all of that in Google My Business, or does that not do a whole lot? Yes. I, it helps? Yes. Okay. So update it, use it on the regular. Then you have, look at the images showing up when you Google yourself. Why are we doing that? Because what can we do if there's an image we don't like? Can we really do anything about that? 
You can flag them in Google. If you do the knowledge panel thing, it gives you a little bit more influence on it. If you're um, putting images up in, in Google My Business, um, that'll help. Um, I, I would say people should just check out um, some of the help topics Google has in terms of images. Um, it usually you know, won't matter, but for probably five or 10% of the people out there looking at how Google um, takes feedback on images can be really useful. Okay, good to know. Use Twitter for thought leadership yeah. and press hits. Do a lot for SEO. You're speaking my language there. Love that. Okay, and then I guess to add an eighth point, I would say don't stress about Wikipedia and we have heard all of the reasons why. That's awesome, Josh. Is there anything else you want to add that I should have asked before we say goodbye? I think we covered it. Thanks for having me on today. That was so much. If people want to learn more, where can they find you? Um, we're at uh, themathergroupllc.com. I will link to that in the show notes. And then I'm also linking to you on LinkedIn. And I am linking to you on Twitter where you share your thought leadership. Thank you Perfect. so much. It was great talking with you. It was so nice talking to you, and now I know I need to step up my Google My Business game. I, I used to post on the regular, but then I stopped, and I have to get back on it. So thank you for the reminder, Josh. Welcome. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already, make sure you tap that subscribe button. And hey, remember number seven today. Press hits do a lot for SEO. So... If you want to get more press, then make sure you attend my workshop called Five Simple Steps to Getting Featured in the Media. All you need to do is visit earnmedianow.com, and I will see you there. You can also get all of Josh's information on LinkedIn, Twitter, and his website in the show notes for this episode. I will also link to that workshop at earnmedianow.com. Thank you for listening, and I hope to see you here in a couple of weeks on another episode of Become a Media Maven. If you want to reach me in the meantime, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Christina All Day.